Hi, I'm Simon Bamford. You're listening to Midwest Monsters Podcast, and we want to know what's your pleasure. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're gonna go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry, but that's. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast, and now here are your hosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I am, as usual, one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by... Mad Chan. Gently Johnny. Just kidding, <laughs> Professor Wagstaff. <laughs> that was a unique one. <laughs> Gently Johnny. Johnny, come lately, if you will. Uh, so, we are doing... Hey, you guys know what today is? What? Today's April 30th. Uh-huh. You know what tomorrow is? May Day. Tomorrow's May Day. Yeah. Crazy. It's so weird because we are going to use this episode to talk about The Wicker Man. Man, segues are fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I thought that was I thought that was real neat that we did that. Like we decided to do this a while back yeah. and we picked this date without even knowing. That is true. And then literally we just happened to be recording the Wicker Man episode on May or on April 30th. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Do you remember our sketch when we were doing Final Destination? <laughs> Chad was asleep and woke up cussing about how we got to get out of the podcast. <laughs> or scream. The scream, scream one was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys get a letter? <laughs> yeah, I, was I say, got a weird letter with a little girl's picture in it. Little girl? They asked me to. They sent me a plane ticket. Asked me to come to this weird island. <laughs> I noticed all your crops out back were dried up. Yeah. Yoko sent me on fire. <laughs> Oh, I was talking about Dr. Monroe. So, <laughs> you mean Moro? Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to talk about the original Wicker Man. Yeah, yes. boy. We're going to talk about the Wicker Man remake. Nah. And then we're going to talk about the Wicker Tree. The yeah. best movie <laughs> ever. <laughs> so, let's just... Uh, you know, I don't think we... We can't call this... It's not a franchise. It's not a cohesive story. <laughs> there, there are three very independent... Yes. Factions of the same family. Yeah. Right. So it's lightning in a bottle and then cash grabs. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> I want to, to put the bunny down. I want to start by saying that the original Wicker Man is one of my favorite films of all time. You're wearing a cutoff sleeveless Wicker I, Man t shirt. I'm wearing right a Wicker now. Man sleeveless shirt right now. I have a, a shirt with sleeves of the Wicker Man. Like, I mean, it's one of my favorites. I absolutely love the film. Um, unique, you know? So. That's why I propose to do this set of films here. Um, initial, I mean, should we just jump into the first film? I mean, I don't, I can't, I, I just feel like we can't 
quantify initial thoughts for all three of them. Not for this. Not for this. I can't for the other two. Yeah. I mean, like, we got to break it down by each bill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Initial thoughts on those. So let's start from the top the original Wicker Man, Mad Champ. Uh, 1973, directed by Robin Hardy, uh, written by Anthony Schaefer, based upon his novel, Ritual, Mm -hmm. starring Edward Edward Woodward, Diane Caliento, and Britt. Uh, it's Britt Eklund, and then we also have Christopher Lee, the Christopher and the uh, also not in a high, uh, not in a high bidded role, but uh, Ingrid Pitt, who yes. is a genre lovely. Sure, sure. Uh, fun fact that uh, Elric Kane on Shockwaves uh, likes to bring up that if you remove the D's from Edward Woodward, his name is Iwa Wuwa, <laughs> and it just makes me laugh every time. Elric's kind of my spirit animal. <laughs> Iwa Wuwa. Um, <laughs> Also, fun fact, Christopher Lee did this movie for no pay. Uh, the budget didn't allow for it, they could, they, but he really wanted to be in this film so bad that he did this film. Didn't have to wear a bunch of goofy-ass makeup. <laughs> Got to have a little range. He's probably pumped. Yeah, pretty exciting. Pretty yeah. exciting. What year was this? 73. 73. 1973. I saw this film... Um, 73. I wish. <laughs> I wish. No, I saw this film, I believe, when I was living in Louisville. Um, we, did, we didn't watch it together at Glenwood, did we? No. No. I watched this down in Louisville, um, probably about 2005, 2006. Just picked it up on a whim. Had heard about it through some books and magazines and websites. Picked it up and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, so that's my initial thought. And that's just, I love this movie. Initial thoughts on the film, Mad Champ. Uh, I like the film. Okay. I really did. It's uh, it's very much a film of its time. Mm-hmm. I I kind of dug dig into those. You know, got into that with Hot Toddy and uh, you know, the older, I don't want to call it a cult, but, you know, those cult type, witch type, you know, those, those, they tell a story about a people, about mm-hmm. a group of people and how they do things. You know, an outsider comes into, it's a place that he's unfamiliar with, and I really dug it, man. Man, the cult aspect of this film. So, it's awesome. So good. Yeah. So well done. Professor. Uh, this is what I've been aware of, you know, since my young days, uh, mainly because my dad had it. I wasn't allowed to watch it. Um, and I can remember being fascinated with stills of it in his horror encyclopedia. So, I mean, I knew about it, but this isn't one that I have like a long nostalgia with. It was, there was this fascination with the still that I saw though, which uh, was towards, you know, obviously the big scene, which Mm -hmm. I won't go into just yet, but there was an early fascination with it. And then when I saw it as an adult, I loved it. Um, I love it more each time I watch it. I think it's not one of the scariest movies ever made, but I think it has one of the scariest scenes ever put on film. Sure. Um, and I, I never give it the credit it deserves kind of in terms of ranking that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. because I think there's the staples that we all think of and we have a couple of our wild cards. Mine's like black Christmas. Sure. You know what I'm thinking of these movies that scare me, but every time I watch this bone chilling. Yeah. I mean, it's bizarre, but as we get towards the end, that is terrifying to me Yeah. because I mean, ghosts and werewolves and all that are fine, but when you have humans, I'm afraid of what real human beings exactly. do to other real so, human beings. It's the, so, the human condition. is frightening, Yeah. Man. So I'll just leave it at that for initial thoughts. I just, I think that it's, it's great. Um, yeah, you nailed it with the cult aspect and, and you could say, sure, it's, it's, it's pagan, but it's like their own branch. You know what I mean? Like it's their, their island and their, right. you know, what they, what their pagan deities are. So, um, what's so, the, the term? Is it poly, uh, polythesis? 
polytheism. Polytheism is that what's kind of kind of going on here? When you worship many gods, that's polytheism. Uh, the worship of one god is monotheism. So, um, yeah, well, paganism can be polytheistic, but sometimes I didn't it's know if not. that tied sometimes, in with the nature stuff yeah, at all. Sometimes yeah, um, they have the the god of the sun, the god of the water, the god of sure. the droughts. You know, all so those if yeah, ways. if if you're that type of pagan, there's also a non-theistic type of paganism where it's like, well, God is kind of everything and not anything. You know what I mean? Where it's like. God is the sun and the moon and the earth and the stars, but it's not, there's no God. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it can be polytheistic, but it can also be non-theistic, which okay. is not the same as atheistic. So, yeah, there's, a, I mean, when you talk and about. I know there's such a rich history over in the UK and some of the things sure. that they were exploring, especially from the book that this came from. That's why I asked. Right. So right. real quick, do you think because of your background and what you do now, do you think, yeah, do you think this movie hits you on that level first? or even more so than a horror movie level because it does deal with those things. And we're not just going to keep yeah. throwing the G word around here, folks, but I mean, that's very much in your soul. That's what you do. Sure. It's, it's a part of your life. Do you think that's why this movie resonates with you and why you would consider it more one of your favorites? I would say 50, 50. Um, okay. I've always been someone who's just been fascinating in studying religion period. Right. Right. Uh, and I've always been fascinated by the occult. Um, so I've always had a fascination in just, just all the world religions. So yeah. even though I am a Lutheran pastor, like I, I'm fascinated by Hinduism and, um, Islam and Judaism and the legends and the old, you know, just all, and even like legends in Christianity, like just things that go back that are maybe side stories that aren't part of the main story, just anything and how paganism um, was co-opted by Christianity. And so all these things, so I've just always been fascinated by religion, period. Um, so, I mean, if you talk about, it's just like why I like sociology. I love the study of people and faith and religion and spirituality is huge when you study people. And I think that's what this film is. It's, it's definitely a study, a study of people. Of people. Oh, right, definitely. exactly. And what they're doing in the name of their religion. Killing in the name of. Killing in the name of. Right. So, um, well, the more, you know, there you go. And if you don't know, now, you know, um, uh, uh, the thing I, I think I really enjoy about this film is I enjoy all the singing. I'm a big, I'm a big now I'm getting away from the G word. I get, I love the singing in this movie. Sang. Yeah. Especially around the Maypole. So, yeah, Johnny, Johnny. Oh, actually I got that. Dude, I wrote that whole thing out. I love that. Jelly Johnny is what they sing to him up in the bedroom. Oh yeah. That's when they sing that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got Edward Woodward, who is a cop from the mainland. Yep. Very involved in the Church of England. Yep. Um, virgin. A virgin who comes to the island of his own free will, which we find out is important. He came of his own free will uh, for a noble cause, which was to help a woman find her lost daughter. Um, so Rowan. I, Rowan. I was going to say, too, there's five different cuts of this film. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I should have wrote that down. Now, what's different about them, some of them have different beginnings, which just blows my mind. Because mm -hmm. in some of the cuts, we have this man in church. Uh, we also have him at work in mm -hmm. his work locker, finding the note that tells him about this. Oh, yeah. Being razzed by coworkers about being a virgin. Uh, there's there's these, just all these different cuts. Because, and just to give a little background on that, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the studio that made this initially. But a guy took over yep. um, and let the director make it. The director, it was his first time. He was an artist and wanted to make money to facilitate mm -hmm. his art. Yeah. And so 
they both wanted to make a quality film to prove that they weren't just in it for, you know, the guy who bought it, taking the assets and the other guy just making it to make money. Sure. And so they made this film kind of impassioned for those reasons, uh, but it was taken away from them by the people who bought, uh, bought it over from them. Mm -hmm. And so basically he didn't have the cut of the film anymore. And they said, this is ridiculous. And so they, I think they cut out like 20 minutes of the film, much of which was pertinent to the storytelling on how he gets to the Island. So I did just want to mention that. Uh, if for nothing else, we may have watched different versions of this film. It's That's actually what I was looking up. I watched the the final cut. Yeah, the, see, blue, the Blu-ray. There's like, like, okay, did you yeah. you watch a Blu-ray? I did for this, but I, for the first fifty times I've watched this, watched the DVD cut, which yeah. is for, so we the all tr- yeah. super trimmed down version. That yeah, I mean, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah so That's the one I watched. We all watched first. the blue or the Blu-ray, then we're yeah. on the same page. But you yeah. can tell. The footage that's different in that very grainy because yeah it's not and that's as... footage that they thought was lost yep forever because when that guy when they bought it over they said you know trash this shit yep. this is ridiculous and so they they managed to restore some of it which i think is very interesting i have a, a homemade dvd copy that i made mm-hmm. that has even more footage than the blu-ray does interesting that i still hung on to after i got the blu-ray which looks beautiful by the way yes, it does. Um, but yeah i just wanted to mention that just so we're all on the same page, and if we'd watch the same version, because sure. that to me is paramount to why he gets there, yeah. As opposed to just having him drop off at the island, right, for this very private area to meddle in their affairs. Yeah, because in the DVD cut, that super trimmed down one, you just start with him flying in, yeah. and then once he gets there, he divulges why he's there, right. Oh, Rowan Morrison never heard of it, wrong island, you know. Yeah. Like they are not helpful. We're on the moon, bitch. <laughs> That's exactly how they treat him. And then they're like, hey, idiot, welcome to our <laughs> island. Now get lost. Um, so so we've uh, arrived at the island, though. Continue. I just wanted to yeah. get that out of the way. No, well, I'm just good that you did because I, I don't think I did. Well, I don't think that I'd, I'd realized because yeah. the last time I watched the movie was probably three or four years ago. Well, yeah, like, and I just recently bought the Blu ray for this. Britt Eklund's dance that she does was not <laughs> in some of the older cuts yeah. of the films. I mean, there's some stuff that. I mean, it's notable that they've added back into it. Yeah, right. And they and what's funny too is in that Blu-ray cut, the dance comes later. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what happened? Where's it at? You know, yeah. and I'm watching it because I, like I said, I've got the first film. I've just got that that old cut on DVD committed to memory. She had two body doubles for that, by the way. Really? She was pregnant. Huh? Interesting. Nah. I, just, I actually just looked that up today. She had to have a butt double. Anyways. Butt double. So, um, so we've landed on the island. Gets to the island. Uh, no one wants to help him. They're teasing him. Oh, Rowan, yeah, she's buried out in the cemetery. They dig it up, and it's a, a rabbit or mm-hmm. a hare, as they call it. It's <laughs> a nice roll. I like hare. it. Um, and I mean, it just gets weirder, you know. I mean, they he, they've got the maypole dance, and like he's starting to realize that they practice, you know, uh, some pagan worship. And he's like, "Well, why aren't you teaching these children about God? Like we are. They're like, no, what about the true God?" Like, uh, no, what about my god? Yeah, well, Christopher Lee says, Oh, that oh, the alarm bird is back. <laughs> Revealed in an earlier episode, there's a bird outside my window that sounds like an alarm. Um, but uh, on that bed, there was a girl, and on that girl, there was a man, and from that man, there was a seed, from that seed, there was a boy, from that boy, grew a man, from that man, there was a grave, from that grave, grew a tree. Favorite song ever, dude. I got that on iTunes now. In the summer, in the summer, in the summer. In the summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
For those of you well, still we here, we seat. thank you. No, we were at the Maple Seat. I had to say <laughs> no, that was wonderful. That. So yeah, and what's what's interesting is um, when he's that. talking to Christopher Lee, and he and Christopher Lee are talking about you know <sighs> Christianity versus paganism, and he's like, well, what about the true Lord? What about Jesus Christ? And Christopher Lee goes, well, he died. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it was just well, that's that's the end of that. And uh, Christopher Lee is fantastic as yeah. Lord Summer Isle. Yeah, the leader of this. Which this I also think uh, our detective is too. I, I feel oh, like it's tough oh. to give him credit at times because he's surrounded by such colorful characters, right. and he is supposed to be so yeah. white. And he plays like that rigid, uptight guy so well. And and one of the things that's interested me more into adulthood with this film, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way, is um, his motives. The detective, mm-hmm. if this is solely about detective work. And wanting to check on the welfare of this missing girl that he's been notified about. Or if part of it's spilling over into his Christianity mm. and wanting to prove, Faith. you know, that you're bad and you're also wrong. Sure. Like it and turns I, into that. And and there's this this underlying conflict between them that I think is very interesting that and I don't want to go too far and like take the fun out of the conversation here. So I'll just leave it at that. There's some more bigger things that yeah. as I get older, I start to pull more and more from this film, which I think more than anything is a testament to the writing of Schaefer. Um, sure. I, you know, just some neat stuff, but that's something that I find very interesting with his performance mm-hmm. is that he's very rigid and judgmental yeah. and it starts to become, okay. Yeah. Obviously you're here for the girl, but has it turned into a little something else too? Sure. And I think that's very interesting. Absolutely. And they don't mind antagonizing. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not one bit. The um, It was neat and not because, well, there's a naked woman dancing around singing, which I, <laughs> you know, I like the songs. But no, it was it was interesting in that respect to the way he reacts. Mm-hmm. You know, he's even banging his head. You know, he's he's fighting with his faith, if you want to do that. Sure, sure, he's sure. fighting with what, what's good and with what's right. What, you're right, right, exactly. This is what I should be doing. And then there's the scene where um, Christopher Lee brings the boy to be divergenized mm-hmm. by Willow. And he's on the other side of the wall listening to it for all intents and purposes. You know, not like sure. not like eavesdropping, but he can't help but overhear. And you see him struggle with that as well, where Which, everybody else is. This is old hat. This is what we did. And this guy's up and like that's showing. Everybody else is okay with what's going on, but you're trying to stay true to who you are. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, yeah, like you said, man, there's a lot going on in this film that's not just surface shit. It's which that was an interesting scene that was on the Blu-ray cut. That's not on the old DVD cut. So that pops up. I'm like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> with know? the boy? Yeah, yeah, dude. I thought that was yeah. neat. Yeah, because he shows up outside the window. You know, yeah, like... right? Exactly. Um, so the story continues to unfold. And uh, he's starting to dig deeper, and he's finding out that uh, their crops have failed. Well, wouldn't we want to real quick? Oh, we go back. Let's go back to the school real quick. Okay. The school mom actually walks him out mm-hmm. and tells him, "Oh, yeah, she's dead. Like she's. This is what you want to hear. So this is what we're going to tell you. Right. You know, this is what's going on here. We have the celebration. This is what we're teaching these kids. This is what's right and wrong. You're wrong." She, if you want your answers, she's dead. There's your answer. Leave us alone. Right. And and our version of death is not like your version. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, no, she's going to carry on in everything. She's yep. carried on in the wind. She's carried on in the crops. She's carried on in everything that's going on around us. Mm-hmm. 
you think she's in a box in the ground. We think she's everywhere. Right. I thought that was a very interesting way to put who they are, to sum them up. Don't smile at me. Whose desk is that? <laughs> he checks the ledger. Well, apparently it's the beetle running around <laughs> on the <laughs> the little pieces. You're stuff. all little liars. You're <laughs> all little liars. Whatever, virgin. <laughs> Sorry. Why on earth would you do that? I can't do voices, but you know, he's just like, she's like, we tied a string around it, so it would. He's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you tie a beetle to it a was string? So bad. You're all little liars. I love that part. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so as time goes on, yeah, he finds out that the crops right. have failed, right. and there's there's no photograph because there's no photograph of a little girl with the successful crops, perhaps the queen of the harvest or the princess of the harvest or something, right, if right, you will, right. you know. Um, so then it gets deeper, and he thinks that Rowan right. is set to be sacrificed in order to appease the gods of the harvest. Because she was the harvest queen. Yeah. The crops didn't come in fully, so obviously they were pissed off, so yeah, she has to be the one that's sacrificed. Yeah. 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 And so uh, is it time to, to get into that, that final, the, oh, yeah. the final act? Okay. So, um, so they're doing all these things that they do for the, for May Day. Right. You know what I mean? They're, they're out, uh, they're, they're smashing open kegs of beer in the ocean. Yes. You know, to, to appease the water, you know. Sharon so Justin Timberlake memes. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. <laughs> you thought I wouldn't catch that, didn't you? Thought you was slick, huh? <sighs> ET, no, I knew we would. know that you in a wig, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody going to catch that one. <laughs> That's a deep cut right there. Um, so, uh, and then they're, they're dressing up and they're doing their... Um, their their dances and their rituals and their parade and their right. play and you know that you've got punch and judy and well actually the, yeah can you explain that to me real quick what was the significance because they didn't mention judy what's the significance of punch without judy? punch is just a historical i can't even well i know the story no yeah. i know the story but i'm saying but like she wasn't a factor right, so it was why just, they punch. just have yeah. punch i don't know i don't know okay i'm sorry I oh no know. i just said well i mean i know you dig this movie and yeah, you're, yeah. you're a little further into it Right. In that aspect than I am. So I just wondered if you knew. Because I thought that was a weird... Because that could have been any character. Sure. Sure. But... Why? Why to include Punch and not Judy? I don't know. <laughs> I just got firebombed by a bug here. <laughs> mercy. It turned into a Three Stooges role. <laughs> the, yeah, the, yeah, the god yeah. of the bugs is not pleased with me. It's <laughs> entertaining. You don't know what... This is pretty fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. That's, That's a stank bug. You ain't supposed to uh, kill him in the house, dog. Yeah, at least it's not a wasp. Okay. All right, so we're back with the Wicker Man <laughs> reporting live. Sorry about that. No, that was good. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> good. Just a bit outside. But yeah, so you you have no clue why. Now, do any of those are any of those characters he, in a, real? There's a, scene, in, there's a scene in the film where he's like looking through old like books of yeah, yeah, yeah. and Ooh. talking about why they play yeah. these certain roles in the ceremony. I I don't recall that off the top of my head. Is that are you talking about in the library? Yeah. <laughs> This is what me up every time. I'm gonna go in here and scream this information so the viewer knows. Yeah, it's like the you know anytime you see the college professor in the movie, you know, start to explain like what are witches. Right, I'm going to the bathroom. It's gonna go on for ten minutes. <laughs> right. So there, he's researching in the library. Yes. And uh, so you've got um, uh, Christopher Lee's character is uh, kind of like a. A uh, he/she character. Um, you've got the dragon guy, right? And then you've got the chop. 
sequence where all the men have to poke their head up through the swords. Everybody, not just the men. Everybody. Oh, pokes. the women did too. Yeah, okay. everybody pokes their head up. Yeah, through the six Chop. pointed, through the six pointed. Chop. 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 You know, and then you know someone fake gets beheaded as part of the. Good thing that wasn't somebody's trigger word. In a different city, that'd be shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, just boom, chopping, it's happening. So then we it's find out that Rowan is alive and well. And so that's when he starts, you know, throwing assholes and elbows <laughs> to go <laughs> rescue her. <laughs> he runs up the hill, dude, very with a purpose, and grabs her and runs into a cave. I mean, that was, uh, yeah. that was some heroic shit. Yeah. And runs and runs, and they it's like they're getting away, and then they come up over a ridge, and everyone's just standing there waiting. Yeah. Like, we've only ever seen, like, two 40-year-old virgins displayed in movies. It's him and Steve Carell, yeah. and I couldn't imagine Carell doing that. Oh, man. He's like, got shoving boobies in animal mass. Yeah. Help! Help! <laughs> so... Yeah, they're there, and like, yeah, you brought the animal masks. Those yeah. are creepy on that Those final day yeah. when, like, they keep popping up in the stores and stuff, and like looking out, like watching what's going on in the animal masks. Oh, the fox mask. They, they were yeah. good. Um, I like the whole ritual, dude. Oh man, the it's whole ritual. It, so it was awesome. well thought out, and I mean, whether that's following an actual ritual, I don't know, but I mean, it was well thought out. It was well planned out. They had the appropriate amount of. Uh, we do this here, we do this now, unlike some of the other movies in this series where shit decides it tends to be random. Yeah. This was well done. Sure. So they come up, sure. he comes up, and there it is. The, the, the people are standing there waiting. He has, there's not the big reveal yet. So they come up, they're all waiting, and Rowan runs to them, and he's like, oh, no, no, don't do that. And she's like, did I do a good job? Ooh. I'm going to let you know, mess me up every time. Like, not good. Yeah. Oh. Oh, the little girl's in on it too. Well, uh, wadi da. Isn't this just little great? Pagan bitch. <laughs> You're all little liars. <laughs> like, I mean, oh man. Like that's when like the bottom sinks. You know, yeah. we've just lost cabin pressure. Like, oh, oh. Well, what are they going to do to him? Wasn't this film called The Wicker Man? What's that all about? No. Now here's the interesting thing about that. You go through an hour and twenty some minutes. And you've forgotten all about the Wicker Man. Yeah. Like you're just like, what? That's the a great point. And that's the literal, yeah. that's on everything. It's on the box art. It's on the, it's in the title. You've forgotten all about the Wicker Man. You're so wrapped up in this story. And then in the last 10 minutes, like, we're going to give you one. We're going we're gonna to do it right now. And that's so awesome. Come. You have an appointment to keep. Yes. With the Wicker Man. That line. Ooh. Every time. Oh man! I'll tell you what. So, so <laughs> since no. since you talked about this being one of the scariest scenes in cinema, paint the picture for right. us. At this point, we are away from home. There is nowhere to go. Nowhere to. And they like he's trying to run, and like they're just pushing him down that hill. Yeah. Like he's he's making pathetic attempts to. to right. Yeah. yeah. Like he tried to get away. That Hodor well, looking dude smacks right. him and knocks him down. The damn <laughs> Hodor is like, nah, get down there. Hodor. Hodor. Well, and, and we painted that at the beginning with how difficult it was to get onto the island. And we know that there's no place to go. You're, you're and, stuck, bud. And the view, Earlier we find out that the radio smashed. Right. You can't call out. Yeah. Right. We, we're here. And the whole community is banded together. Uh, much of which I feel was kind of emulated in a movie we will discuss on another episode, Hostile, mm -hmm. in a way. It's not the same religious same music, angle same music by the way but they do hostile. yep i was gonna say there's some of the same music 
and we have this whole community who believes in survival by doing these deeds together. Yeah. And so for different reasons, obviously, um, but at this point, the viewers along with our detective realize this is the end and there is nothing you can say to these people to change it. And it's basically go take your medicine and you have to watch this man be marched up to be sacrificed. You know it the minute you see it. And we've got, uh, you know, Christopher Lee with the campy, just hand, hands in the air and this epic oh, yelling. Oh, man. And you just know, regardless of your religious affiliation in real life, at this point, you're just viewer with detective. And you go, oh, shit. <laughs> there, it's like, uh, it's literally yeah. like, he gone. Yep, there, <laughs> there, and, and there's just this chilling moment um, where you know that there is nothing that can be said to these humans to save you. Um, which, side note, as if you didn't regret not having sex with Britt Eklund already enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was your out, buddy. You could have had sex with the beautiful woman and went home. But in, in a form of uh, inadvertent martyrdom, you stuck to your beliefs, even though you didn't realize you were going to be sacrificed. For those right. But that is, yeah, that is what ultimately could have saved you. Yeah. was answering those calls. And so then there's whole bigger topics that you can take from this if you want. But it is just, it's one of the most chilling movie movie moments ever to me. I mean, because there, there's nothing fantastic there. There's a man-made thing in front of us yeah. to put this man in. Yeah. And burn him alive. And for what these people believe is a good reason. Yeah. And there is, there is zero percent chance you can say anything to change that and, I and think, to me that is just it's i've seen this movie probably eight to ten times at this point it's still startling yeah. every time i know it's coming and it still just makes my stomach drop it's well, such a horrible feeling it's like you just said and it's when you it gets mirrored in other movies let's uh devil's rejects that movies of this like once you have that group of people and everybody's got the same mindset this is what's happening to you no go ahead yeah. Like you, you can try all you want. We're not letting you go. Like it, it, like you said something about a hostel. That's the way it is. And it's like no, you know. And you get this sense of dread. And this guy does the greatest thing ever. And he's sitting there and he's preaching at them, and he's yelling about his God, something that nobody cares about. There, he's just like the one true Jesus Christ, and he's yelling and about everything out there and. These people are like, nah, man, like we That's need food. Too. Yeah, we need yeah. food this year. Nah, nah, you done. Yeah. They've all they're all on that, like you said, on that same page. You can't do anything. That mob mentality is not mob mentality. That's religion to these people. Yeah. Well, and in many ways, and then you can talk, I know you probably yeah, have plenty yeah, to yeah. say. Yeah. But I think that there is a profound realization in his reaction too that uh, while it's not really about winners, maybe he's winning. Right. Because maybe all that you've tried to disagree with him on and detract him from, he's still steadfast with. And sure. he is getting ready to go up and be cooked. And he is still shouting in your face, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, and it's it's just, it's insanely powerful. For for a movie that's very goofy at times yeah. and just kind of bizarre and off, <clears throat> man, home run at the end. Jesus. When, and I, when, I know I bring that movie up a lot, but it's it's like it's that funny games moment where they're on the boat. Yeah, it's over. Like yeah. there's no go ahead, say yeah. anything you want. 
Yeah. It's over. Nothing's stopping. Oh, it's nine o'clock. Time to go. When when they bring him over the hill and he sees the wicker man. Oh, bro. First off, when you see the wicker man, you're like, there is a giant stick man <laughs> that they about to burn this homeboy inside yeah. of. Like it is like It's like, man, you're gonna put me in there with the pigs? <laughs> it's like you work that hard to build that thing and now you just go burn it up. Could have been buying some groceries. <laughs> Right, exactly. Y'all could have bought crops. If y'all would have worked on your crops as hard as you worked on this wicker man. Could have used all that wicker and made some chairs and got the fuck out of this dilemma. Y'all could have been known for selling good chairs. <laughs> and But when he clears that hill, that yeah. look of sheer terror in yeah. his eyes. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh Lord, oh Jesus Christ. You know, like yeah. he knows the jig is up. Well, and because in a way too, he had already had his mind made up of how fanatic they were. And they even raised the bar in yeah. reality yeah. On, on what he's facing. Right. You know, you know right. I don't think he, he obviously doesn't think he's in, personally in danger until that moment of realization. It's, it's powerful. It is. Uh, and he's in that thing and he's just telling him, your crops will fail. Your crops will fail again. And then what's next, Summerisle? You, you have to be the sacrifice next. Doesn't I'm he even curse them? Yeah, like he curses them at one point too. It may it's be like you'll all be cursed. And yeah. 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 And you know, he says, yeah, this is, this is not going to bring your cops back. And then like you just said, and then you yeah. will be where I am next. right now. That's right. So and they're just like, yeah. And they're singing. They're singing oh and dancing God. while this man burns alive in the wicker man, which in reality, filming those scenes, the animals that were inside were scared and peeing on him. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yep. That's yeah. wild. So in, in filming those scenes, <laughs> even the animals were scared. <laughs> so the ones that were above him in the Wicker Man were playing. Hey, you know, we're going to be baking. So. <laughs> and I, I know it's kind of obvious, but I, I just want to point out, too, that part of what makes that so scary is the fact that somewhere at the core of this, you know that these people are coming from a good place. Sure. It's just from the wrong placement. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's so what's so scary about it is these are people who care about community. Yeah, there's 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 <laughs> no there's no negotiating with it. But at the same yeah. time, this isn't someone evil huddled over you slicing you up. Yeah, these are people who are just they believe in their own system that's ultimately costing you your life. Which the sounds of that as you exit must just be a, a fear that can't yeah. rival a, a true killer over you. It's like you can change minds, but trying to change somebody's religion on the spot, bro. You're no like you. That's a big question. Like right. you're not going to get a, a community full of people to question their faith, dude. I would have jumped to the ground and started eating grass, humping the trees. I'm like, no, no, no. You guys got me all I wrong. Like this religion. This is cool. <laughs> I'm no virgin. I'm a good at the sex. Hold on, let, let. <laughs> I don't know where the that came from. <laughs> best accent he could have done to get out of there. <laughs> uh, I'm a man of little conviction. No, no. He's like, where's she at? Where's she at? Look, let's go back to let's go back to the slaughtered lamb. Let's do our sure, thing. Sure. Right. And you're right about trying to change your minds. Like, what are you gonna be like, okay, cool. Like I know you're about to do this, but do you have a minute to hear about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I've got pamphlets. Like, Hello. It's just not gonna happen. My name is Elder Woodward. <laughs> I would like to share with you this most amazing book. <laughs> Two minutes. Just two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. And if you're not convinced, burn me. Burn me in the wicker man. <laughs> Let me tell you about this watchtower, dog. Just, hey, what's man. wrong with me? We're all joking because we're uncomfortable even talking about it. <laughs> it is. I'm so oh, scared. We scare. 
So, any final thoughts on this film? I think, uh, uh, to me, this is a masterpiece. It's a staple, man. You have to watch this film. Yeah, I, gonna, yeah, I don't think it's for everyone, but it's so great that I still would recommend it to him. If you don't like it, you don't like it, but this is right. too too great to not give a shot. Definitely. Yeah. Like, anybody that's listening to this show right now, you know, anybody that's hung with this for almost 100 episodes, yeah, man, check this out. Yeah, for sure. Blu-ray's pretty pretty good price on Amazon. Oh, yeah, definitely. It looks beautiful. Yeah. I picked up the all three of the movies for under thirty bucks on Blue Man, so let's go ahead and go. Hope you can sell them next to. <laughs> can we just uh, say what year that came out and call it? <laughs> and that's it for this episode of the Wicker Man. All well, right, that was nineteen seventy three, buddy. <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving into the Wicker Man remake. Wicker Man <laughs> remake. <laughs> oh man! All right, folks, this is not going to take long. So, Mad Chan, tell us about the Wicker Man remake. Put the bunny down. <laughs> Wicker Man, two thousand six, uh, directed by Neil Laboot. Hmm? Is it Laboot? I don't know. Okay, Neil Laboot, and then also written by Neil Laboot and Anthony Schaefer. Um, starring Nicholas Cage, Kate Bean, Ellen Burstyn, Lily Sobieski. And then you've got some real neat little uh, people that jump in and out of this movie. Uh, Aaron Eckhart is in mm-hmm. a scene in the very beginning. And then James Franco and Jason Ritter make a very brief appearance in the bar. Depends on which cut you watch. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, old girl from Deadwood. Um, not, oh gosh. The lady from Weeds. What's her name? Anybody remember? The main one? Yeah. Mary Louise uh, Mary Parker. Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the lady who looks like her and has the last name Parker. I think it's Emily Parker. Mm. She's in a lot of HBO. Dude, you're too. stretching, right? No, <laughs> that chick that looked like that other chick with the same name hey, as that, that other girl chick. With the girl that kind of looked like the girl. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's what's up. But I got you. Okay, so le- who wants to give a synopsis for this? Okay, I got it. All right. So um, Wicker Man 2006 is what happens when you let Nicolas Cage star in a movie, a remake of a really good movie. Um, Nicholas Cage kind of went in and said, no, I don't think that would happen. <laughs> we got to do this better. Pretty good. Um, no, we gotta, we gotta add stuff here. No, I'm scared of bees. I don't care about the big tall wicker, man. Like seriously, this movie was just, oh my God. Like it's got the same elements. It used the same kind of script format and same dialogue in 80% of the movie. For the most part, they added some things in there and uh, the things that they added not needed. And, um, honestly, it's, this is, we talk about, we've talked about remakes on a remake episode. We've talked about them while we, uh, while we talk about other movies, you know, and then their remakes, Nightmare on Elm Street, yada, yada, Friday the 13th. This was one movie that never needed to be touched again, no. especially this way. Like the, and we're not remake haters. No, no, not at all. Not at all. We know there are a lot of people in the community that just. Boo any remake that comes out. We're not remake haters. We like some remakes. And uh, like we've, we come to the uh, conclusion, it's like, listen, just because the movie's being remade doesn't take any the way, anything away from your original and how you feel about that original movie. But at the same time, it doesn't take away how I felt about the first movie, but this was just not called for. And um, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at on it right now, man. Like, I just don't think this was a viable option for, and I don't understand why it was remade. I just don't. Especially to take, I mean, you think too about remakes and how it usually doesn't have a lot of star power. 
Some do. You may have one star in each remake, but to put Nick Cage and Ellen Burstyn, Ellen Burstyn and even Lily Sobieski, I mean, that's a decent, yeah. decent pool. Yeah, she had I mean? two other movies, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I like Professor, you, can you Sobieski. tell us all the ways in which this movie upset you? Please. This movie's straight doo doo. <laughs> I mean, there's just no way around it. Yeah, like, uh, the, you can go back. And as you guys said, with, with horror remakes, we're pretty forgiving with a lot of it because to understand horror movies is to understand that remakes have existed basically as long. Right. Uh, let movies be made for a year, they were already remaking them. It's been going on since it started. And so to just to be dismissive of horror remakes is kind of silly and yep. just shows that you're stuck in the moment and not really looking at it on the greater scale. With that said, you also have to recognize that some things are a product of their time and style. This is a British movie yeah. made right after the love movement, <laughs> okay? Right. At least in terms of relation on a, on a larger scale. Um, and it, it, was, it was just a product of that moment. And that's why it's great, because when we watch it, we understand that. And so when you then inject bigger stars into an American-style movie, it's pointless. Mm -hmm. Because that's not why people were tuning in. You know what I mean? Like they were tuning in and they still do because obviously it's built up somewhat of a legendary status, but it's a product of them. That's why people watch it. And then they fall into the story and the climax of it. You don't want to see that recreated, right? You still have that to go watch. Um, some of these movies, for instance, the Hills have eyes. That was a remake. I enjoyed mm -hmm. the, the original still exists. The new one is more ferocious yeah. and has more money behind it. I like both. Yep. There's a reason to remake that. The Wicker Man, there was nothing you could improve on because it's just that lightning in a bottle. And so then on top of it, you take the hammiest alimony actor that you can come up with to throw in there. And it's, I mean, it's just, I don't want to say disgraceful because that's kind of intense, but it's just, it's embarrassing to watch. It is. Like, because there's so embarrassing. It's not like the worst movie ever made. That's the problem. No. Is there's talent in there. There's money in there. It's right. so shallow. Yeah. This could have been put to something else. Well, and the way they approached this movie was, so they took out. Okay. So there's still a, a, a group of religion. It's still a religion based group of women, mm -hmm. but they're, they, they're more like settlers. It's not like the religion, the religion's taken a back seat. Yeah. And the things that we've added, the fact that Willow was his ex girl now, the cop, Nicholas Cage is yep. playing the cop. Willow was his ex-girl and Beyonce, the kid. Ex yeah, ex-fiance, sorry. And the kid is supposedly his kid or is his that kid. That we find out, yeah, we later, that we find out later. And that's what I'm saying. They added in things that didn't need to be there. Cheap heat. Yeah, no, you said it. Yeah, it's cheap heat, man. And uh, there's just things that don't like foreshadowing and really i joke about it and you we've joked about it what's up with the bees like why do we need the bees not the bees <laughs> no not the bees but you see what i'm right. saying like like there's no reason for that like we had the big the big bad was coming yeah like and we're oh uh, he needs something else to be scared of or there's an action beat where he falls to the floor at one point while he's looking yeah. for the girl like we've they threw in these extra action beats because in 2000, what was it, six? In yeah. 2006, you can't sit and let a movie breathe. Right. 
Like in '73, they let that movie breathe as long as it needed to to get you to that point. Right. In 2006, they couldn't just let it breathe, so they had to go. Okay, no, we need an action beat right here. Cage falls to the floor. We need an action beat right here. He's allergic to bees. We need something that we need a a, a plot point that happens right here. Oh, that's your daughter. It's like it's made. You can tell this is very much made for a modern or a modern at the time, but a modernized American audience. Yeah. It's like we need all this stuff to keep them interested. Which is basically saying that we, uh, we're a dumb audience. Sure. That we can't just sit and let this movie breathe. And they've injected so much into it that you don't even care. Right. Right. You're you're uninvested, if that's exactly. a real word. Yeah. You are uninvested yeah. in the whole thing, as, as they were in making it. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Because of all the changes, and they're not subtle changes. Like, they've changed a name here and there. Those are subtle changes, mm-hmm. you know, to the name of the actor. They made her Willow Woodward or whatever. They, sure. they, they've changed the names. Those are subtle changes. But adding in plot points, adding in all this other stuff, trying to modernize this movie for a movie that really didn't even need to be remade. Like, this is yeah. one of those examples why people are up in arms in protest. Like, sure. Don't remake my favorite movie. And this is one of them, man. And the cheap jump scares with the dream slash flashbacks. Yeah. Another added thing like, oh, we got to give them jump scares. And that's the thing. We flash back to this fire in this car seven times. Mm -hmm. Why? We got everything out of what we were supposed to get out of it by the second one. We flash back to this thing seven times. It's almost like they were like, hey, we're coming in at an hour 32 right now. Can we bump this to an hour 46? Like literally, like yeah. let's add stuff in. Like I don't feel even, like they cut it down. They didn't like, even go back that many times in the changeling. That was his wife and daughter, right? Killed in the roadside accident. Exactly. Quit showing me this, right? And can I add something real quick? Sure. If this is a secluded island where all these people live, why do they need a fucking inn? <laughs> it's a fair <laughs> point. point. Let's also talk about the other twist that uh, women run the island and men are like muted eunuchs. Like, they don't talk. They're there for breeding. Yeah. And breeding only. So, yeah, they're not eunuchs. That's an improper use of the word. But you you knew what you meant, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's all they're there for. Okay, heaven. (laughs) Wilson's like, cut my tongue out and drop me off on that island. (laughs) Exactly. So, um... Oh, y'all want babies and no conversation? Hey. (laughs) So, let's talk about the epic finale and, and how... Is ob- horribly pales in comparison to the real Wicker Man, yeah. or even Nicholas Cage's hair through the entire film. <laughs> so let's talk about Nick Cage in a bear suit <laughs> going around punching <laughs> women and calling them bitches. <laughs> that's that's the last third of this. Movie. I, I, it's like when you see him run up that hill and he looks like something out of like a I don't know I'm gonna get you sucker or something. And he goes up and hits him. It's just like. <laughs> the thought there is, okay, so this is where the remake bubble bursts. <laughs> this right here. This is where we've crossed. Oh, my God. That's I ridiculous. guess this is life now. You know? he, like, punches and then he punches and then kicks Lily Sobieski <laughs> like he's in a karate movie. <laughs> he's literally in a bear suit made of a bear, punching and kicking women and calling them bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about how when he takes the bear suit off, he doesn't take the feet off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's for added power on them kicks. <laughs> so, man. All right. I'm sorry, dude. I was not 
terrified. I was not. It's like they, was, they have this empowering moment where an island full of women, the men are our backseat. We don't need men to survive. Yeah. Bitches. Like, that's like man. He starts calling them bitches at that point. It's like, what the hell, dude? You just deflated everything that the, the positive image this movie, like, anything this movie was trying to do positively, Nicolas Cage just took out by punching people in the face, dude. I don't he didn't punch a single man in this movie. He punched eight women. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Movies do do. Here's the thing. I don't say very often on the show. I will never watch this again. Never thought I would, <laughs> with the exception of this. I was like, I, maybe we'll cover this on the show. That's it. I, I picked up the remake years ago because I got it for like two bucks on DVD. Right, and I got oh, so bad in the theater. I was like, but I remember all that craziness at the end being kind of funny. Yeah. And then I watched it again, and it it's so enough. sad. Yeah. And so that's that's that is on the outbound shelf right now yeah. to be traded in. Right on. Which I would not be upset if where I went to trade it in, they're like, we can't take this. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like every viewing of that only hurts the original in a passive way. Yeah. It's like just own the original, never watch. See, I, I bought them all as a completist, and that's that's my thing. That's all right. But yeah. It's, it's just man. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I can't in good conscience tell anyone to watch this, so don't do it. Yeah. Unless you're truly fascinated with seeing it. Yeah. Put the bunny back in the box. Yeah, watch Con Air instead. You're going to have a much better time. Um, Um, Yeah. Moving on to The Wicker Tree, one that most people don't know about. Did you guys even know about The Wicker Tree when I brought this up? I knew it existed. I never watched it. Okay, so Mad Chan, tell them about The Wicker Tree. A Wicker Tree was 2011, directed by Robin Hardy. Written by Robin Hardy based on his novels, Cowboys for Christ. Okay. It stars uh, Britannia Nicole, Henry Garrett, Graham McTavish, James Mapes, and then you have a special uh, guest appearance by Christopher Lee. Yeah. So, Robin Hardy is the director of the original Wicker Man, right? Yes. So, this was made with some seriousness. Like this was made yes. with a purpose. So this is, so I think the original story as by the, 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 the author, the one who wrote the novel is a trilogy. And so, um, so were you saying this is based off of a, a different book? This is based off of his novel called Cowboys for Christ. Robin Hardy's Robin Hardy's novel, but yeah. that's not who wrote the original and yeah. that was Schaefer. Okay. That's which what I clearly makes the difference yeah. to me, at least. Absolutely. So, um, maybe Hardy wrote the trilogy. And maybe Schaefer just wrote a book that then Hardy wrote, like, The Wicker Man based off of. I'm confused. I, I, I'm i sorry. I should have researched that. Oh, uh, no. You're good. You're good. Anyways, um, so The Wicker Tree uh, is, is a film that tries to be as sincere as The Wicker Man. I'm going to give you that. It tries yeah, to it be. tries to be. Yeah. The acting is so bad, oh. so bad with those Texas bumpkins. That's bad, and even people on the island. Yeah. So I hate to say it, the acting's better in the remake. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, at least there's some talent in there. Um, Movies suck. So can we talk about Beth and her uh, our our country girl, oh. our our country singing lead for a minute? So all right, so I'll. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna build it up to you. So I'm gonna right. give him the soft part, and then I want you to hit him with that. That. That strike right down the middle. Okay. So I'm gonna throw. <laughs> so. So we've got these Texas bumpkins, Beth, and her boyfriend. Yep. And Steve. Uh, Steve. Steve. And she's a gospel singer, and they're from Texas, and Steve's a cowboy, and they're gonna go to Scotland, 
as missionaries two years. for two years to save the people of Scotland. Never mind Even. that the people of Scotland have been practicing Christianity for hundreds of years before it came to the United States. Dare we say thousands? <laughs> or at least 8,000. Well, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, the world's only 6,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. Um, so they're going to take the message to these heathens in Scotland. Again, ignoring that Scotland has been a Christian. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and so, uh, so, and, and they're, they've got their purity rings. They're yep, engaged, silver. but yeah. they've got their silver purity rings. But we find out a little something, Mad Chan. What do we find out about that? We find out that Beth used to be a trailer trash country singer who wore shorty shorts and had the worst music video you've ever seen in your life on a green screen. Beth Boothby. Boothby. Beth Boothby, Boothby. is her name. Yeah. And, uh, her big hit was called Trailer Trash Love. Trailer Trash Love. Uh, Professor, I got to know how you felt about the Trailer Trash Love music video. I actually said the words, uh, Christ, <laughs> when that video started. I was just like, this is where we're at. This is the same guy that directed the original, and I am watching this. So this is what's up now. Oh, my Trailer oh, Love. Just cut so out of touch for starters oh man i mean that's clearly an old guy trying to do some kind of funny thing yeah that he thinks is tapping into and what the hell was that and we hate pop country this wasn't even a good send-up of pop country no, that's not even fair that shitty music yeah. no seriously like luke yeah. bryan wouldn't even put this shit out <laughs> so beth boothby was doing trailer trash love and so this is them now they are uh they're born again, yeah. so they don't do the trailer trash love anymore. Right. And they're, they, they're, they're saving themselves for marriage, even though they've already had each other. They've turned over a new leaf. Um, and so uh, they go to Scotland. Yeah. And in Scotland, they're to, to do their missionary work. And um, she's going to sing, too. So she starts by singing in a church. Right, right. And um, I don't know. Where do we go from here? Um. Here we go. Let me let me find out. Okay, so they happen to go to Scotland at the same time. They, we start out, we get to see them do one day's worth of mission work where they go door to door. Let me tell you about Jesus Christ, you know, about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the people in the town that they're actually stationed in turn them away. All Every door turns them away. Slammed. But the because people that city folk, because they're city they folk, they think these highfalutin city folk right. don't want to hear it. Go ahead. Exactly. So what we do is our people from the island. Scoop up Beth Boothby, yeah, and then Steve, and they take the look. We're going to take you to a class of people that are that are going to be willing to listen willing to, to your message. So they play; they immediately play to why you're here. Mm-hmm. It's like you're here to spread the Lord, the the word of your Lord Jesus, and, and these is- people aren't listening to you. So come to come to our place. We're people who will. And and we're all we already find out early. It's all ulterior motive. Yeah, all, the people trying to lure them to the island. We don't have as the viewer. We don't have any false pretenses. No, not at all. Not at all. Pure mind at all. No. So they go to the no. island. Things get a little weird. A little weird. All the women want to bang out Steve. Yeah, that's what happens at the island. And Steve uh, surprisingly does not have a heart of gold like Edward Woodward in the first movie. Oh, definitely. I mean, his clothes are off quick. Yeah. Real good. Like, with no prompting. Yeah. He takes a ride on a fucking horse, sees a naked woman in a yeah. lake, and he's Sings. like, I'm done. Forget her. I'm like, done. Yeah, throws his purity ring yeah. away. The invitation Seriously. hadn't even been finished, and his pants are already hitting her in the face. She's yeah. like, you could join me. 
Oh, yeah, he's, he's already swimming next to her. It was uh, crazy. Yeah, so lost that charm of the first film. Yeah, this yeah. Guy, they're not, you know, he's not pure in heart at all. Um, yeah, so um, then they find out that they need someone to be the May Queen. Because it's May Day again. Right, right. And someone to be the laddie. The laddie. The laddie. <laughs> so someone's going to be the May Queen. Someone's going to be the laddie. People in Scotland are very upset with us right now. Um, no, no, guys, you understand. Like, we get upset when you do these... Uh, accents of our southerners over here just, just leave thing. it alone leave it alone um trying to help so uh, awesome. we do have an interesting thing so we see the leader of this island going to like a, a conference on what nuclear energy yeah can we talk about that real quick yes. what is this about so there's a nuclear accident that poisoned the water and made all the females infertile was it the females or the males? All the females. I, I thought, thought the males were. Was it the males? Oh, either way, I'm and sorry. That's why like, they want to get Steve. Okay, so I'm so sorry, yeah. uh, but I thought that's why she was trying to heal herself in the in the river. Okay, maybe. I'm but either that. way, but I mean, either Professor? way, it, probably not. Right but what it is is we have this subplot of this nuclear power plant that our big baddie runs. Yeah. That has poisoned the area, and it's it's only there for two seconds and doesn't mean anything yep and it's like there's at one point you're like well what happened to the nuclear are we over that yeah and it's gone yep like i just yeah. wanted to, it was i the only one that felt like there was no reason for that store like it could have been anything you could have said that something else had poisoned the water but we see this guy running a nuclear power plant he actually equates himself to mr burns from the simpsons yeah he says it he's yeah. like actually i would be the mr burns from your popular tv show like, and this is supposed to be the cult leader. Yeah. And he's selling them out for nuclear energy. Basically. It's... What a punk. But guess who his father was? <laughs> As he still practices the old religion, he gets it from his father. And guess who plays his father? Tell him. Who? Christopher Lee. I know, dude. <laughs> so, wow. you know No, because there's that good flashback scene where he's painting the bridge and Christopher Lee walks up behind him looking all old and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But here's the That's thing, guys. God now, here's, soul. No, but here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Christopher Lee in this movie, different island. Christopher Lee in this movie is titled The Old Man. Yeah. He is not. Looks I don't wrong. think he's the same character. Okay. That's my that's yeah. my take. What did you think? I didn't take it as the exact same character. I just thought it was a director having fun with an old. Man. I, I did see. Oh, that's okay. the way I took it. But you I know, wanted still to the, believe. I got you. <laughs> it I was guess. the same character. I just wanted to believe so bad. Right on. Right on. Um. So then. Um. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna be fair to this film. And Chad and I talked about this just briefly. Yeah. Because I told him to stick with it. Collusion. A collusion. Um. And Professor, you may disagree, but I feel like it's after this point that the film has its only redeeming qualities. When they dress Steve up as the laddie and they start chasing him on the horses. That's dope. I feel like the next 10 to 15 minutes are the only time of merit for this film that will keep it on my shelf. Uh, kinda. <laughs> it ain't staying on my shelf. Oh, <laughs> this one's this one's going home, huh? Going I, I mean, it just I I, I imagine you. I'm probably never gonna watch this again. Yeah, I love the the first one so much, and there's not now. Here's the difference: if there were like two subpar sequels, mm -hmm. I'd keep this one. Sure, but I'm never gonna roll straight in 
to the. I'm not watching the remake. And I ain't watching this. Well, guys, at one point, they're. Trying... I I see what you're saying though. Sorry, yeah, I yeah, not. No, I'm not trying to crap on what you're saying. Sure, I, yeah, I understand. Sure. I agree because I feel like at this point it does take a genuinely creepy turn mm-hmm. um, yeah. where they're chasing him down and they're like, "Oh, don't listen to anybody. They're just trying to trick you." Yeah, and then the girl actually does try to help him, and she's like, "No, he's like, no, you're just trying to trick me," and he makes it to the castle. And when they get to the old castle, they take their clothes off. Yep. And they're singing the Christian hymn that they taught them earlier. Yep. And that was creepy to me. Maybe that's creepy yeah. to me. No, that was creepy. That was creepy. That was creepy when they're like singing the hymn. And he's like, oh, cool. But then they start taking their clothes off and like moving yeah. towards him. There is one real funny And thing. it becomes like a, a, a cannibal orgy. If you, if you watch it. The, senior tradition the main the main guy as he's walking and as they start singing if you watch over his shoulder there's a short-haired woman who unbuttons the three buttons on her shirt for seven minutes <laughs> and she just keeps <laughs> moving her hands and stopping and moving her hands and stop like she was just ready to get into it and it was like no 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 not yet damn it jennifer not yet stop <laughs> like, it was stop yeah she was i mean that's where i was in that scene like literally i was watching the background actors because they, they were like, it, I was there. You know, he's like, hey, and you knew shit, bad shit was going to happen to him. But the thing I want to get into is the fact that now they are taking these women, um, the May Queen, the May, what, yeah, the May Queen, sure. they're taking these women and killing these women, skinning them. Yeah. And putting their, in, dipping their insides in like wax or making a coating for these and making dolls. Yeah. Out of these women and keeping the dolls as trophies, much like we saw the pictures in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Now they're keeping the actual women in these goofy ass dresses, sitting in these wicker chairs as fucking keepsakes. Shout out to Taurus Trap <laughs> <You know? laughs> and Cracker Barrel. <laughs> and so you lead up to it. She's not dead. Surprise. No. She comes to, goes to foil their plan, finds the wicker tree, which actually looks like two figures kind of making love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, Right when it's about to get dramatic, she just pushes homeboy onto the trees and sets him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, the wick, you the wicker bitch now. <laughs> sets him on fire. Yeah. And everyone is standing around shocked. And I said, literally, I wish she would have said, sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> because that was such a Forrest Gump moment. <laughs> and she was like, here's your, here's your hero there. There's your your leader, and now I'm the leader because I'm the May Queen. So you got to do what I say. That's literally how it yeah. goes. That's how it goes. Like all this this big celebration. These uh, the people that have been doing this ritual for however many years, and she's just like, "Well, I killed the guy. I'm the guy. Problem. Like, that's yeah. it. Go get me pop tarts. Like <laughs> that's what it felt like, right? Yeah. Hey, real quick, um. Uh, the castle that they chased Steve into, is that the castle from the Ninth Gate? I've never seen the Ninth Gate. I don't Gate. even know. Oh, for real? Like, I I thought being in the presence oh, of movie cool, guys, though. that was one of my notes. Because, <laughs> you know, I like Johnny Depp movies. I don't care. Sure you do. All right. Um, I but, got nothing else to say on this film. Yeah, dude, this movie literally, it gets uh, the last 15 minutes are kind of dope. But you got to get there, and it's a hard, it's a hard stretch to get, get there. there. Yeah, yeah, because... They set up like you like we talk about. They set up rules for themselves and pretend, and then don't follow. Yeah, no. Uh, and that's the worst thing about it. Man. Yeah, it's released in Canada. It was called the Wicker P. <laughs> stop! <laughs> Just stop right now. 
That's a John Chris joke. <laughs> uh, um, that's interesting. I didn't think of that as a John Chris joke. Yeah. Um, any any thoughts that you want to close on with this film, or let's just close out with the franchise? Uh, well, I'm Mad Chan. <laughs> uh, go out and buy the Wicker Man. Yeah. Right now. Hey, the Blu-ray really isn't. I mean, the Blu-ray's not bad at all. Pick it up. Get that thing primed to you in a couple of days. Watch the full extended cut. It's awesome. Yep. Do not watch the remake. If you are a big fan of the original, you're welcome to give Wicker Tree a shot, but I'm making you no promises. Uh, Professor Wagstaff actually has both of those movies available on his uh, eBay right now. <laughs> so if you guys want to tune in to write uh, in and ask him nicely, he might send them your way. Yeah. So and he'll sign them too. It'll be too hard to part with those. <laughs> yeah. Watch, yeah. The, watch, and, yeah, watch the original. And he's only going to get a nickel out of them when he trades them in. So <laughs> nickel for Nick buck. Cage. Yeah, man. Offer him a buck. Offer him a buck. He'll get you. Yeah, hit him up on uh, social media. Where's that social media at? At Midwest Monsters. I'm just going to say that because I don't really remember the, all the specifics. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Midwest Mod Bod. They're different on all Bob, of them. Bob, hey, guys. Bob, check yeah. us out at MidwestMonsters.net. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, enjoy your May Day tomorrow. You won't hear this episode for a long time, uh, so it won't be May Day. But, uh, hey, thanks for checking us out. Midwest Monsters Podcast with the Wicker Man. I am Grizzly Abner, joined by Mad Chan. Professor Wagstaff. Stay scary. Yeah.